welcome to the Why Run podcast. Each episode I talk to a different guest about how running has helped them through some of life's most challenging times. So whatever's going on in your life at the moment, good or bad, I hope that you'll be inspired to put on your trainers and hit the road running. Hello and welcome to this special bonus episode of Why Run. My guest today is Mike Seaman. He's head of Raccoon Events, which organises the National Running Show. Mike has always worked in events, but it's his love of running that led him to give up his day job six years ago and start the National Running Show. The Why Run podcast is all about the mental health benefits of running. And for this special episode, Mike shares how running gives him the mental space he needs to plan, reflect and switch off in his role. Mike loves all levels of running from ultras to 5Ks. And I started off by asking him how he first got into running. So I I love sport. I'm not particularly great at sport, but I used to, you know, play loads of sport. I used to love playing football. And then when I got into my 20s and my job became a little bit more busy and I was doing a bit more of that, then then it was kind of harder to commit to being in a certain place at a certain time to do sport. Um, so I just really started running then to sort of stop me getting really fat. Um, <laughs> and uh, A common reason. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was, and it was uh, you know, it was just a means to an end. And then somewhere along the way, we ended up sort of doing a few races, which I really enjoyed. And you just get the bug, don't you? And then I don't know why we ended up doing a marathon with four of my friends. And we signed up to do the Paris Marathon with no understanding of what it was, how to train or any of that stuff. We didn't do anything properly. Um, I think I ran my first marathon in a pair of shoes that I bought from a discount shoe shop. Um, They were, you know, Slazenger shoes. They weren't running shoes. I think they were squash shoes. Uh, I made all of the mistakes that you would make. You must have had a lot of blisters. I didn't do too bad on blisters. I mean, my toes didn't look great. Um, And to be honest, I think at the speed I was going, I don't think it made much difference. But I got around it and I had a lovely time. I think (laughs) I remembered downing a pint of cider uh, about three miles from the end, which tells you how seriously I was taking it. Um, But that was that was very much sort of the order of play at the French Fair. It's quite impressive, though, that you still came back to do more if you with so little preparation you know I think that's that's the thing with marathons and and with any type of running really it's kind of addictive because you realize you can do it and I to be honest I always thought a marathon was beyond me it was something I would never get to the stage of being able to do and I ran it and I was like I could do I could do better I actually realized what I hadn't done in training and I sort of started to learn about the right shoes the right socks the right gear um wearing the right top so it doesn't necessarily give you the chafing because that's the thing and yeah and then then I realized I wanted to do more and come back again. that links in a bit to your company raccoon events because you organize an awful lot of running related events so well, yeah so did that was there a connection there between your love of running and the, the company so, uh, and my addiction for running then sort of right. carried on and I, I, I was in quite a stressful job at the time so I was I, I've always worked in events I worked for a global events company and I was traveling all over a lot and, and everywhere I'd go I'd take some trainers and I'd run and I got into more marathons and I started running ultras and things like that and I just found it a really good way of processing my job um, because there's a lot going on and I was working across a lot of different time zones and running was just like kind of one of my friends said I was actively meditating um, because it would be the only point I like once you get running after the first sort of half an hour 45 minutes 
my head would clear. I would just not think of anything apart from breathing and, and running. Yeah, I always find it really interesting what people think about when they're running. That, that first sort of 30 minutes, 45 minutes, all of the problems, everything that I'm going to do that day, all, all sort of comes out. And then after that, it's just kind of, for me, it's quite serene. It's, it's you know, just taking in the sights and the sounds. I've sometimes got some tunes on, you know, and it just and it becomes just quite enjoyable. And it's it's very rare my head sits still. Like, I don't sleep much. I'm always up, you know, quite early. I'm kind of always thinking and trying to come up with new ideas for different things. I overthink stuff. But actually, when I'm running, I don't. It just really helps me in that way. I try not to get too much into distances and times and things like that. But you're obviously running quite long distances. I, you know, I'm not. A, I'm, I'm an okay ultra runner, as in because I've done some. Um, and I think anyone who finishes an ultra should be really proud. But I'm really fast, so I'm often out there for quite a long time. And my last one was 28 hours. I did a hundred miler, and it was oh that's God. a long time to be out in your own head. But actually, it's a lovely. It's a lovely feeling of peace, um, and I, I really enjoy it. But that's kind of where I got the idea for this business was was from that I kind of realized that going to a marathon expo there were loads it was amazing it was really cool but there were loads of people trying to sell me stuff for my race and it, and it was the wrong time because the marathon expo was the week before or sometimes the day before the race so there'd be people trying to give me trainers and and all of this stuff and and actually the, the rule is nothing new on race day track practice in whatever you're going to run it so that was where the idea in our first event that we launched was the national running show with the idea being well let's do a show for runners in january at the start of the season when people are actually planning their year ahead it was my pub idea okay so all events people have a pub idea right. so i was kind of every time i go for a beer if i have my own business this is what i would do and I would just go on about this all the time until eventually my wife one day said to me, will you stop just talking about this thing and do it? And so I quit my safe corporate job with my two young kids and set up from a shed at the end of my garden. Um, and we launched the running show and luckily it worked really well. And it's now grown. We now do 10 exhibitions a year and we've got 30 people here now. And it's, you know, it's it's mad how, how it's turned into a proper thing. How long ago did you start? How we long? launched the business six years ago and the right. first running show ran in 2018. It takes a long time to prepare a show. So each show is like a year and a half in the making. But 20,000 people into an exhibition hall is a, is a no mean feat. It's a big undertaking. So... Yeah, it took us quite a while, but we've, yeah, we're only interested in shows that get people active outside. I think it's quite interesting because I'm, I come from a very different perspective. I'm in my 50s. I started running three years ago and it's been completely new to me. I've never been a sporty person at all. And I, the reason I started was I had a health scare. I had a cancer scare and I can remember sort of like thinking, I've got to look after myself better. I'm discovering more and more. There's the, I mean, there's all sorts of different people, all sorts of walks of life and all sorts of approaches, you know, different ways of coming at it, aren't there really? I, you to know? I totally agree with that. And I think the mental health benefits of running are, are clearly proven. And that endorphin release that you get, the you never regret going for a run. Um, but I think going back to your point about coming at it from different angles. I, I agree with that totally. And when we set up the running show, we wanted to just encourage people to run. And we kind of wrote down two phrases, which if you take one step, you're a runner. And it's a, it's no matter how far or fast you go. And those are the sort of two core constituent parts of what we wanted the show to be. And there's this big movement in America. Um, I'm not a runner, but I think there's a large proportion of our audience would say to them, I'm not a runner, but I, you know, I do run three or yes. four times a week or yes. I do run once or twice a month. Well, you are a runner because yeah. you put your shoes on and you went for a run. First question, if you run a marathon, the first question everybody asks you is how fast, you know, a marathon is a distance. It's not a time. And if you've completed it, if it's taken you 12 hours, 
then as far as I'm concerned, you've had a much harder day than the guys that have done it in two hours. Yes. Because you've been out there a yes, heck of a lot exactly longer. Yes, true. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't... I do understand the competitiveness around pace when you get to an elite level. And I don't, I don't want to sort of vilify people who, who go for a faster time mm. because actually I try and get better myself. But of course, yeah. I think the competition is, is within yourself and it's, it's your driver. And I think you sh- if you run any sort of a distance, you should be proud that you've done it. And it, it, it perhaps not consider the time as that, that sort of key defining factor is whether it's good or bad. I've been talking to some of your ambassadors oh, nice. and, and um, who've got in touch with me. And there's a lot of social aspect to it as well. You know? I have made some of the best friends through running. And some of those friends have been for a marathon. And yeah. you literally, you chat to them for the whole of the race that you do and you never see them again, but you might message them on Facebook or something they become yeah. and then there are people through the show and I just think the running community is wicked it's like there's so many good people and even at the really elite end like as in some of our top talent and the speakers they're all just so nice and down to earth and I've run events where some of the talent um they can be a little bit demanding and a little bit standoffish but you just don't get that with runners I mean you meet people like Kelly Holmes who is an absolute bona fide legend and she's brilliant and she's just the nicest most humble awesome human being you could meet you and thomas has spoken at a number of our shows big intimidating guy the loveliest man he's actually i would class him as a friend now and i could say that for most of the speakers that worked at the show is that they're actually just really cool and the ultra running scene which is you know is just super friendly i mean when people giving their time to volunteer at an aid station or at a park run or on a on a big race as a as a marshal, it, it just that sums up the running community. The people aren't actually doing the thing that they love; they're actually helping facilitate other people do it. And I just think that's so cool, and you see that so much. Can you think of a couple of people over the years that you've people that really stood out to you as being particularly inspirational? That- I think one of my most inspiring talks was at the first ever run from a lady called Lisa Jackson. And she competitively aims to finish last in a marathon. And she's absolutely brilliant. She's run loads of marathons. Apparently it gets quite competitive trying to finish last because you get like a massive cheer if you're the last person to cross the line. And actually putting her up up on the stage at a show called The National Running Show, suddenly people are going, what, what, hang on, what? This is, how does this sort of apply to me? And then you get people like, uh, Susie Chan, who's spoken at a load of our shows, she's run the Marathon de Saab multiple times. The Marathon de Saab is like six marathons in seven days across the Sahara Desert, sometimes called the toughest foot race on earth. And she's run it, I think, three or four times. And she is the most normal, likable, down-to-earth, accessible human being you could meet. And she will talk to people about this insane race that you read about in these crazy books and you think, oh, I could never do that. Yeah. But she will talk to people in a way that encourages them and inspires them to do it. And she, she's now a Peloton instructor, but she's done every show since since we've launched it. And she's, she's our sort of um, chairperson who guides the whole day, our host, as it were. I also have a lot of respect for people who, the ones you see out there who look the least like runners. It doesn't matter what you look like. If you're out there and you're moving, good for you. Like, don't worry about what anybody else thinks because it's about advancing yourself, isn't it? It's not worried about other people. And I, I think... What you look like, is there a defined shape and size for a runner? There really isn't. I mean, I'm six foot four and 15 stone. I don't think I'm exactly the perfect runner's shape. Um, but I run ultra marathons um, mm-hmm. because I can. Yeah. And I think most 
people can do more than they give themselves credit mm. for, regardless of what they look like. Just back to the sort of the mental aspect of running and things. Do you do anything sort of meditation or mindfulness or anything like that? Because I know there's a lot of that around. I, I don't. I do. I, I do a lot of different exercises. So I play a bit of squash. I, I do a lot of gym work. I, I do walking and stuff. Uh, the only time where I am in my head and just in my head is when I run. And it, and it kind of is that active meditation for me. And do you feel different when you finish a run? Hungry most of the time. Um, it's yeah. gen- no, generally uh, slightly euphoric. Um, there's just that calm. Um, and I tend to run in the mornings. It makes me a much better person, I think. Um, because I think in the type of job I do, which is very fast paced, decisive, very action orientated. Like you can sometimes be, you, you can sometimes become a bit short in your communication style, even with friends and family. But if I've got up and I've gone for a run in the morning, I'm a lot slower moving in terms of the way I say things and how I act with people. And I think that's that's a positive. I think you know, it just makes you a nicer person, really. Do you ever see a time when you won't run, or do you? See, as it would be, I mean, it sounds like it's been a part of your life for quite a long time, really. Um, yeah, I mean, it's probably yeah, late twenties. So yeah, I've probably been doing it best part of fifteen years now. Um, I think would I see a time? I hope not. I would like to keep. I, I think I would find it a real struggle. I actually, if I go three or four days without running, I, I actually get a bit itchy. I get a bit antsy. Mm. I'm like, I, mm. I need to get out. Um, I, I, you, you can never say what the future's going to hold. Um, but yeah, I'd like to think I'd be still running when I'm 99 and going for it up the trails. <laughs> you're saying that like you get itchy after a few days if you don't go for a run. Have you have you had periods in your life when you've not been able to run for different reasons? During lockdown, actually, I, I was running on the trails in the winter and I slipped and I, I, I sliced my knee on a rock and uh, I was... I was unable to walk properly. I think it's three months I was out for. Um, and I got mega chubby because like I like my food. Um, and it just, it, it, it did get into my head a little bit. I found it really uncomfortable. In what way? How did that sort of affect you? I don't know. I think it just makes you sad. Um, or it makes me sad. Um, and I, and I just wasn't quite the happy, bouncy person that I, I like to be. And I found it a struggle to, to sort of engage with people in the same way as I normally would. It's just that sort of next notch up, isn't it? And it's just a different feeling to being in the gym or something like that, isn't it? I think that the, that sort of freedom of being outdoors and the fresh air and everything like that, and, and it it's, makes a it's big the decision making at pace. Because I mean, not that I'm going mega fast, but like you just you know where you plant your feet, and particularly for me because trails is I prefer running on the trails than on the roads, and it, and it, it's just hard to describe to someone who doesn't run. But there's this kind of elation and, and freedom of being out there. And then that ability to when you get to the top of a beautiful hill with a massive view to just stop and kind of breathe it all in. And I think you, you look at any runner's Instagram and it, it's just pictures of them in front of awesome places. And I, you sort of look at that and you think they've experienced, they, they've shared the picture, but that is like 5% of what they felt by being in that place. I think that's very true. And I think... And I think also the this whole thing with the sort of elements and the weather as well, isn't it? You know, like yeah. sometimes, you know, people, this idea well, you don't want to go out in the cold or the wet or the snow or whatever. But actually, for me, they're some of the best runs I've I had. I sort actually. of love going in the rain. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. less keen on the ice and snow after slicing my knee open, to be honest. That's um, fair enough. But, yeah, uh, you've got a good, yeah, got a good reason. Yeah. Ice is probably one of the one things that I won't 
running yeah. just because I'm not there. But you can get these spikes that go on the bottom of your shoes, which which can sort of prevent that. And really, that's what I should have been wearing on that particular day. But yeah, for me, like rain or shine, I'm there. I like I'm happily go out there. And the rain just cools you down, so it means you can go for longer, right? <laughs> Are you all right running in the heat? Do you, you quite no, have terrible. To, you know, I, I can't bear the heat. Is that, is well, I think as as a bigger guy, that's that's where I I struggle. So um, you and Thomas actually, he and I were running. So he he wanted to do a hundred mile race, so which would have equated to four hundred times four hundred meters. So you and Thomas is. Uh, an Olympic silver medalist, 400 meter runner, um, very good at sprints, but obviously he'd never a hundred miles to a sprint is like, it's complete change in the way you run. And, uh, so we were, we were making a film about it and, uh, I was helping him and, and Susie, one of uh, Susie Chan was sort of coaching him and I was going to come in and pace him for the last 25 miles. Um, but then one thing led to another and then he needed someone to run the whole thing with him. And I arrogantly went, yeah, I'll do it. It'll be fine. Um, and I thought, Christ, I better train for this. So we did a 50 mile training run, which went really well. But then on the day of the 100 miler, um, and I think I was probably in better shape than him at the end of the 50, but on the 100 miler, it was so hot. I just failed. I completely, so I was there to be helping him. And I think I got to 48 miles and I was lying by a hedge trying to get some shade <laughs> Ewan had already gone yeah, on at this point he yeah. he didn't want to go by himself but he I, I made him go on because I wanted him to finish but I was lying by this hedge trying to get some shade and a dog came up and started <laughs> licking sweat off me and I was like this is probably uh, this yeah, is probably this is the end Mike this is not so yeah so I, I didn't get to the end on that one but I actually jumped in and joined with the crew and got to watch him finish and that is the difference in the mindset of an Olympian I mean he was running for his son Teddy um because he was trying to raise awareness for strep B um and and actually what's strep B sorry it's a I, I'm probably not the right person to talk about it but it's a disease that can be uh with you as you give birth to a baby which can lead to quite serious consequences if so he was determined to finish and the difference between an olympian mindset uh because he's the same sort of size as me he's 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 a big guy he he should have failed but he would not quit and and he finished 100 and he pretty much collapsed at the end um but he did it and it was it was utterly incredible to watch there's actually a documentary about it on on our YouTube channel. So if you Google, I think it's 400 by 400. It's um, it's just really fun to watch. You watch me crying at the side of the trail because I there, couldn't carry on. Is there any shots on. of you in the hedge? Yeah, being, no, there's, there's a lot. Licked by the dog. I, I mean, I look rubbish on it. It's like, it's, 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 it was horrifically embarrassing. My friends have called me out on it a lot um, because it's the only race that I, the only proper race that I've not finished. What advice would you give to Why Run listeners? If you're listening to this and... You're in the I'm a run I'm not a runner but camp, and you think oh well I've I, I, I've done a park run but I'm not a real runner. Um, well you will are and give it a try see if see if you want to do anything else and push yourself based on your goals and your limits not on anything that anybody I think else that's says. yeah I think that's really important isn't it that not to be comparing yourself to other people it, you just do what works for you yeah compare you yourself know. to you if you're if you're 10 seconds faster this week than you were last week then you're doing well mm. if you're mm. 10 seconds slower than you were last week you're still outside yeah that, and just getting the fact you've got out there is pretty good isn't it you know that's the main thing so, yeah, yeah totally agree all right well thanks ever so much mike for talking well, to well thanks me. thanks for having me i hope <laughs> i wasn't too boring <laughs> Many 
many thanks for listening today and for more information on the running show and to claim free entry visit www.nationalrunningshow.com and why run social media bye